0: Welcome to the Limitless Grit Podcast, where we have conversations with social entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and ordinary people who are achieving extraordinary results. And now, here is your host, Shristi Gajarel. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Grit Podcast. I am finally back to New York City after my six months of traveling to eight countries. So, It's good to be back home. Uh, It's uncertain. I don't know what's next but it's still so great that I got to experience six months of traveling, met some amazing people and got to explore just for the sake of exploring. Today's episode is with Miss Ani Choing Dolma and she is known as the singing nun and I loved her song. I love Tibetan music. I love Nepali music so I was really fascinated with her songs but just to know her as a person was a completely amazing experience for me as a woman. She decided to be a nun at the age of 10 because she experienced violence at home and if she started singing and now she is a advocate for woman equality and and she works tirelessly every single day while being a nun so this was such a great conversation and she truly inspired me so I hope this episode inspires you and I just want to give you a heads up there is a lot of background noise in this episode because we did this um, in her house and there was some construction going on so I want to apologize but the content is very powerful. Um, what she talks about is extremely, extremely life-changing. So please do give it a go. But enjoy this episode. And if you have any questions, please send me an email at limitlesscrit at gmail.com. And without further ado, Ani joined Dolma. Ani Didi, thank you so much for coming to my show. It's really a pleasure. My pleasure too. Um, most of my listeners are from the United States and Euro- Europe. And they... Are not familiar with you and your work, so if you want to give us a little bit of background. Okay,
1: people know me as a singing nun. And um, I think that's enough. <laughs> people will be curious enough to hear this name itself. So I sing, I travel around the world giving concerts, but at the same time, I'm a Buddhist nun as well. Mm-hmm. So that is a very contradictory image that I carry. But uh, other than that, I'm someone who, the same as human being as everybody else, who wish to be happy in life, and to do something that is meaningful, to give meaning to your existence in this in this mm-hmm. world. And that's all.
0: Yeah. Um, you were 11, I believe, when you decided to be a nun. <coughs> um, 10. 10. <laughs> 10. Wow, so I mean I'm 24 And I'm a really confused individual I don't know what I want to do with my life And a lot of my friends are in the same boat What made you make that decision At such an early age? Suffering uh,
1: Difficulties Even though I was very young It was pretty clear That I did not want wanted to suffer Some of the experiences That I was going through especially because I'm a girl, was not justified. And uh, as anybody would do, I was also looking for an opportunity or alternative ways to get out of that unpleasant experiences. Yeah, so the only alternative choice that I found at that time was to become a nun. And becoming a nun means never having to get married. <laughs> and I thought that was the best thing to happen in life. Uh, if you're not, you're, if you don't have to get married, means you're free, you're happy, no discrimination, no suffering.
0: <laughs> so. um, if you've, If you hadn't gone through that level of suffering and pain in early age, do you think you would have still become a nun if you had a different
1: reality? No, probably not. (laughs) But in our society, if girls stay single, (laughs) that means something's wrong with you or Mm -hmm. wrong with the family, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you're considered like. You're available for everybody. Mm -hmm. So life is quite tough, you know. So in terms of family honor or in terms of your personal security, you know, safety and many others, you know, we live in such world. Gender discrimination is very strongly, Mm -hmm. sadly, very ignorantly practiced. So that was the main reason why I became a nun, was the gender discrimination that we we see in our Society, in our families, mm-hmm. among the siblings, mm-hmm. generally all over the world. I mean, it's just a matter of how, how strongly or lightly
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is practiced.
0: And I was born and raised in Nepal too, and you know, we talk about gender discrimination from a country point of view, but at the same time, it starts at home. And yes, absolutely. Before we are talking about when someone mm-hmm. has a period, they have to. Sit in a room for four or five days. They are not able to touch something. And if you want a democratic country, you have to have a democratic family. Or if you want a free country where men and women are treated equally, you have to have a free house where men and women
1: are treated equally. Absolutely, that is really, really the uh, foundation where to build a peaceful family or peaceful mm-hmm. community or peaceful country. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where there, dis- where there is discrimination, there's no peace. Mm-hmm. So, regarding, as you said, talked about menstruation for girls, yeah, it's so sad. Such practice is still c- carrying on, which is very old fashioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's understandable for those times, like several hundred years ago, maybe even before that, probably there was no practice of wearing panties
2: mm-hmm.
1: or no practice of sanitary napkins. So then, women when they they are having their menstruation, probably to avoid uh, getting the floors dirty, or you know, the stick- especially the mm-hmm. kitchen or the temple, or the prayer hall, you know, shrine, mm-hmm. they were kept aside so that they are in a specific place um, which would be easy to clean, and uh, they get some rest, mm-hmm. you know, probably for the for a very good. Positive reason, they probably might have started this practice. But nowadays, it's very old-fashioned, really. Mm-hmm. So that's the sad part where people don't try to mm-hmm. do study on it.
0: Or evolve with the time. Exactly,
1: mm-hmm. evolve with the time. So
0: it's time. So you, you know, decided to be a nun out of pain, and that was your gateway ticket to freedom. And that was what you really wanted. But what was the time when you did it for yourself? When you were like, even if came to a conclusion that even if I didn't, even if I didn't have suffering, I would still be a nun. What was the point in your journey? Because I
1: enjoyed that that whole lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I was happy. I'm still happy. Mm -hmm. See. A place where you are respected f- as an individual existence, that uh, people do care about you and your feelings. And people there are people who believes in your potential to grow as a better human being. Or, or, or let's say, from my teacher's perspective, you have the potential to become a Buddha.
2: Mm.
1: And we all do, regardless of the gender, caste. You know, everything. So you feel good about it. And it somehow gives you strength to think big. Think big in the sense that um, you can make a difference in someone's life, in their happiness. You can contribute in someone you know, to experience happiness or comfort or peace. So that makes you feel really good about yourself.
0: What does it mean to be Buddha?
1: Buddha. Wow! Um, <clears throat> in a simple form, someone who is free—I mean, like free from all the uh, weaknesses—and who has been able to cultivate all the wisdoms, free from all the defilements, ignorance, and you know, all these negativity, and develop so much of wisdom with the power of. You know, wisdom, the compassion, kindness is such a powerful tool through which he has able to liberate so many people from ignorance by showing the path, his path, to this liberation, or we call it Nirvana.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I mean, in a various, I mean, our understanding level, my understanding level is so little, but at least just to be free from confusion itself is maybe a momentary, momentary buddhahood experience of being a buddha, even for a short moment, being free of, free from the confusion, free from the negative emotions, you know, which overall means the suffering, and being at the same time being able to cultivate the powerful compassion, you know, compassion side through which we will be able to really. Uh, serve many such beings to be able to experience that freedom and, you know, joy in, in heart.
0: I think f- from what I heard it's... means that being empathetic and realizing that by not being compassionate, I'm putting that pain in myself. See, si. <sighs>
1: We, uh, we um, use um, a very symbolic uh, example of Buddha's quality in a way that how mother functions.
2: Mm.
1: So a mother's love towards a child is something which we find is so beautiful, isn't it? So powerful, mm. so beautiful. So imagine that quality in the most extended level. Being able to accomplish that quality in oneself, and without, being, without having to carry any of the negativity in oneself, you know, being free from that.
0: Um, while I was researching you, you mentioned that even after you became a nun, you had so much anger and pain in you, and I know a lot of my listeners um, don't have the opportunity or platform like you had with, you know, with your teacher and everyone else. What did you do or what can my listeners do to take away that anger and pain from their life and live a life with compassion and empathy?
1: Well, to really analyze your anger, how beneficial it is for you to really be in that anger. Mm -hmm. Is that a constructive energy or not? And then making a choice. It is an obvious feeling you feel very angry with someone who has treated you so badly and cre- I mean you believe that this person has brought so much pain in your life. <laughs> and, uh, it's natural. But at the end, I mean, this is somebody who you think has hurt you once, but you end up hurting yourself <laughs> a million times by you know holding on to that incident so much. So I realized that, I mean, with the help of my teacher, I realized that holding on to that emotion was actually torturing myself. Why should I torture myself? And then the only solution towards that is to to try to develop understanding and to cultivate kindness in one's heart. Compassion.
0: I think most of the times we know the answer intellectually. Uh, you know what's right, and you know what's wrong, and you still do it. I mean, people know they shouldn't be eating certain food, and they still do it. How can one keep their ego in check or a sense of self in check and go towards that understanding and actually apply that in their lives?
1: You see, I think at a certain age... There are times when you f- you are filled with excitements and curiosity and, and 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 so ready to try different things, even if it is risky. Mm-hmm. So because you're filled with energy, and then somewhere down the line you forget that oh, it could take my life. Means you know, some everything could be gone at the moment. But somehow you have this belief at certain age that. You, you are immortal. yeah. You will be living forever. You don't want to ex- uh, think about the fact that oh, I might die. I, w- I will live only for, the short, for a short period of time. So, yeah, we might get carried away with that um, ignorant uh, belief. Because physically we are so full of energy and strength and then the world is full of uh, colorful, exciting you know, uh, distracting stuffs that mm-hmm. you get lured towards. So we might end up doing things which someday might bring us some consequences which we may not really enjoy. But at the time, at that time, you enjoyed it. It's the karma, right? So you, 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 yeah. But some of us we have very good, very good guidance of uh, from our teacher or our parents, you know and they are so skillful in guiding us that it helps us not to make some of those bad mistakes in our life which consequently we might have to face the you know try mm-hmm. difficult situation yeah some of us are very lucky to follow them mm-hmm. some of us are not so it's 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 all about how you you know hold yourself back and you know, try to think And use your analytical ability in you, which we are born with it. How big or small, that's a questionable thing, depending on individuals. But Mm -hmm. somehow we are born with the intelligence to question things, Mm -hmm. to calculate things. You know, some—it's just a common sense, simple common sense. We have, we all have. And in order to use that simple common sense, we know to, we, we do not need to be you know <clears throat> you know completing any academic institute, isn't it?
0: You so say you went to school to like fifth grade, right yes How are you so like your English is amazing and um, <laughs> how are you like how do you do self-study?
1: I somehow did it. when I was in the monastery I, I Brought all my school books, which uh, you know, I had it f- from the fifth grade, and in my free times, I just went through them, and every time I found new vocabularies, and I would stop some of the tourists who would come, who would be tra- doing tracking. I would try to communicate with them.
2: And
1: by the time you are in fifth grade, you already have sense of uh, sense of grammar, grammars, you know, past tense, future tense, you know, present tense, and so on. So I just I used to ask the question to these people. You know, how would you? First of all, I would just ask what the word would mean. You know, and once I find them a little more kind, I would have the courage to ask a second question. So mm-hmm. that's how I learned, I improved. And then somebody said, uh, advised me that if I really want to improve my English, I must improve my uh, listening. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I should watch movies and televisions in English and which I did <laughs> it's true yeah
0: sure when I went to America I had a really hard time communicating so for six months we had three months summer break I would just watch movies and listen to music and I listened a lot too and before you know it you know yeah. start speaking
1: pretty well if you can't uh, listen to what people are saying how can you respond mm-hmm. so that was, that was the main you know thing that helped me a lot uh,
0: So you talk a lot about your teacher and his impact in your life. Um, How did he impact you, and how did he help you to become someone who was angry to a compassionate human being?
1: His kindness. The love, the care that he showed me, he blessed me with, was the most healing effect that I had. Because he gave me an, he gave me a chance to grow in an environment where there was no fear, you know, created. So he made me feel like you're just a child. It's okay for you to play. It's okay for you to be naughty, little. You know, I didn't, ha- it, I did not have to get, get up early in the morning and start, you know, cooking and cleaning and take care of my younger brothers and, you know. Do laundries and you know, dishes, and above that, I was not beaten at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So somewhere down the line, I got a chance to live my childhood. I, you know, it was not taken away. The to your wings. Exactly, exactly. So I grew up in a very safe environment where a lot of. Uh, Love and caring, uh, f- you know, vibrations were injected in me. Mm. And that healed me at the same time. It helped me to grow to be a better human being. Yeah. So do you believe in vibrations and mm, intentions? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. There are certain places you go and you fe- immediately you feel calm and peaceful. Mm. There are certain places you go and you immediately feel so... Much of anxiety in your heart. Your start, heart starts to beat, and you feel uncomfortable, and you want to get out of that place. Right? Mm-hmm. You feel suffocated. It's, I think it's mostly because of your thoughts, right? Not only your individual thoughts. It's it's the people around that area, their thought processes, and and their attitude, and then energy. From people from the past, present, and future, all you know—it's all emotions are energy, Mm. so which affects the place as well. So that's how it works. A lot of Western books are starting
0: to write about this now. Okay. Yeah, they're starting to write about you know what you think is that—that's what you attract, and who you are is what you attract. Long ago, what Buddha has already said, nothing new. Do you feel like you attracted the American musician because of your energy and because of your love for music?
1: I don't know if I did that. Somehow it seems it's a very auspicious coincidence. We had, you know?
0: Do you think there's coincidence in this world? Of
1: course. Auspicious coincidence in such a way that sometimes auspicious energy brings things together. So we somehow were probably meant to meet. And because... Due to my past karmic consequences, I probably had this karma to do some some of the things that I'm doing now through music. I might have somewhere made this aspiration. So it is being materialized.
0: Hmm.
1: Were you always
0: passionate about music, or what was the point you realized you
1: loved singing and you loved... um, Every time I listened to songs, I made it made me happy. Music made me happy. It always made me feel like dancing and feel like singing and you know being happy. Especially it felt like singing and flying around,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which I did even when, when I was in the monastery. So it continued, and then of course in the monastery we have to perform ritual ceremonies when we do our prayers. You know, we have to do it melodiously and musically. So that helped too. Mm-hmm. But it was never learned or performed to, uh, to become a singer or to establish myself as a singer someday. That, those were not my aspirations at those days, really. So you've never formally taken any classes or anything. I cannot say that. as, as for, for technically as we would think of learning music, right? Mm-hmm. never. But once I realized that um, the, through the help of a musician, an American musician, that, oh, singing is something good, mm-hmm. so maybe I should improve it. In that sense, there were times where I really developed some desire to learn. But then at the same time, I had my composer telling me, like, Annie, don't learn. It will destroy your natural ability to sing.
0: Like I've listened to so many of your songs, and one of the most popular songs in Nepal is Tulku Akhama Fule Sansara. And um, it's. I, you just. I, I feel the reason most people are so attracted to your music is because they feel they are in a different place. It feels peaceful. So, what are you thinking, or are you thinking anything when you are singing?
1: My aspirations aspiration in, in singing songs are such that. Uh, may these words or these experiences that I, can, I relate to this belief that I relate to which has helped me may they be able to bring that same impact mm-hmm. on them to help them calm down be happy and peaceful and of course to cultivate the best, best motivation in their life which is of course always to be able to serve and help people so that is my aspiration. And Purga Akhama conceptual resource of this song is absolutely from Buddha's teaching. So it is beautiful written, beautifully written by thelarestra in a very beautiful song, but the essence is from Buddha's teaching. And I, I sang them with the, you know, from the deepest inner core of my heart, with the best aspiration and with the full faith in it, what I'm saying what I'm singing. Mm-hmm. So, and beautiful composition, as everybody knows, our most renowned composer, Mr. Neupas is there.
0: Did so, you knew like when you are singing the song, that it was going to be such a huge success?
1: No, none of those things really mattered to me in those days when I was doing it. I just sang these songs to fulfill my wish, you know. I enjoy singing them and of course the 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 most ins, most essential motivation was that see i when i was very young i also suffered with certain practices of our cultural belief you know which is of course the gen, gender discrimination at the same time also a lot of pressure from the modern society you know to set up your status
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know to value you know make your status a valuable you know Meaningful,
0: I don't know. How like earn meaningful? more money,
1: kind of. Thing. Yeah, no, people look at you and say, "Oh, she's carrying an iPhone, must be okay." <laughs> you know, oh, which school she goes to. Oh, okay, that must mean she's from well of family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they 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 value your they they validate your existence with such uh, such a value with what you carry, what you wear, who you belong mm-hmm. to as a as family and who you are associated with and so on, mm-hmm. so, so much of that. So that creates a lot of uh, frustration in youth's life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: young people's life. So as, my, as for my own life, I, I, re- I, I received so much of uh, help in healing myself by being on the path of Buddha, listening to his teaching and applying them in my life and trying to really exercise on that. So I thought I would like to share that with my fellow youths. And the best way to do is through music. If I tell them, like, hey, come, listen to the Buddha's teaching, then they might think, like, we're too young to come to temple and listen to all these bravachats and so on. And we'll do that when we get old someday. Or to do bhajan, maybe they think it's old-fashioned, not so cool. They, they would rather go to jail, what you call nightclubs where it's smoky and, you know, drinking and it's loud and, you know. They think that's a place where they can chill out and you know, be cool. Which tomorrow probably they might end up with a hangover, headache and regret and, Wasting money, wasting time, energy, and so on, but then when you listen to such <coughs> music which is carrying words of wisdom that is so simple yet very profound that can be very effective to you know make an impact in your life, if you apply them, if you reflect on it, that was my wish. So I, with that aspiration, I started singing these Nepali songs. Not because I wanted to become a singer, or you know, I wanted to get into the competition of who can who can sing better and so on. None of those. And in fact, I, tru- I truly uh, confess the f- truth to the people that I'm not a good singer. I can sing. I love to sing, but I'm not the best, or the. I uh, even to consider myself good, or you know, how good it is. But I sing. There are far much more, you know, technically trained and perfect singers we have in Nepal, But I'm not. But what I sing, as truth as as it can be, from my heart, and I celebrate these words of wisdom, you know, and with the best aspiration. And probably that makes the impact.
0: I think you're an amazing singer, and what makes you even better is because you have a intention and you're doing it for the sake of music and not with an intention of being popular or anything else, and that
1: makes it even better. Well, that's what you think. Thank you. But um, these uh, fame and name and then the resources that has been generated out of it, later I I started to enjoy those things as well. Mm. So I cannot deny that fact either. I'm not someone who says, Oh, no, 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 completely no money and so on. Money is a energy. That I have the power to use it for very good causes. And it gives me freedom to, you know, you know, do Projects independently, mm-hmm. without having to you know, follow certain organizational rules and regulations, and you know, which are most of the time in Nepal are very international from the Western perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. What are the projects you're working on? I know you're working on a lot of projects, but if you wanna talk about one or two projects that you're really passionate about and the impact it is making,
1: I'm most passionate about educating girls. Mm-hmm. That's what we really, really, really needed in our country. Women's empowerment is a very big issue, as everybody knows now. Well, that is all because of the gender, gender issue, that mm-hmm. gender discrimination that we've all have been experiencing, which two days ago we, expe- we celebrated, 25th November, is the day to end violence against women in the whole world. It is announced by United Nations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So my ambition is, of course, for the well-being of women. If women are safe and healthy and happy, the rest of the world will be safe healthy and happy. So it has the population. Exactly. It's the women who raise the boy, the men. Nurtures the men, boys, as in the form of son, husband, father. How much of a joy a daughter brings in a father's life. You know, how much of a joy and convenience and comfort and happiness is brought to a man's life. This woman comes in the form of a life partner.
0: Why do you think there is a discrimination, and what can my listeners or people in my family do today to take a step towards ending that, or take an incremental step towards making it better? I'm trying to be a
1: little bit more intelligent, really. It's very ignorant, ignorant perception of men that thinking women are less capable than. <laughs> Man, I mean, that men are, which is very, very ignorant. It's very, very sad. Um, this proves how stupid men are. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but it's the truth. If there are any intelligent men, they will definitely believe in the potential women carries in them, mm-hmm. in order to make a very strong impact in in, a heavy, in having a better family, healthy future of the children. And healthy community, healthy society, healthy world, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: everything. Today, if you look back, if you look around in the world, every country that is enjoying prosperity (laughs) is where women are equally given opportunities.
2: Absolutely.
1: And those countries where women women are totally discriminated are the countries which are actually suffering the poverty. Yeah,
2: true.
1: So it, it makes it very clear. If you really want to invest in your life for a better future, invest in girls.
0: I guess like some men f- get power by you know, not giving the other person power and that's the only way they would feel like they're somebody. The, their wish to
1: feel superior mm-hmm. is by finding someone who they can press down and make them feel inferior. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. women are the one who very kindly has taken that you know. and of course, I would consider women are also stupid at times. <laughs> but to take such such a shit from the society mm-hmm. in believing that we women are less than
0: mm-hmm.
2: men.
1: So at the end, I would also say we women has to be more intelligent now.
0: And I think we have to also realize that we are not going to go further by bringing other women down. A lot of times it's the woman who bring women down. That's very and true. For us to evolve or be someone, we have to help someone else.
1: It should start someone. from the family. Absolutely. From the mother. That's mother, when, when she conceives a child in her womb, she has no bias, <laughs> no partiality, whether that is a boy or a girl, as long as this baby is in her womb. She, gives, she nurtures mm-hmm. that baby equally eh, If it is a boy or girl mm-hmm. But once it comes out then not only, She gets so strongly influenced By the people around her Oh, it's a boy Now the one who will carry on our lineage mm-hmm. Who will be the successor of, of his father Who mm-hmm. will carry on the legacy of the family And so on If it is a woman Oh, she doesn't belong to us mm-hmm. She's not ours So immediately she's categorized as something that doesn't belong to us, it's somebody else's. So they think if it is not ours, no point of investing much money on it. (laughs) You know, even in Tarai, you know, just two days ago when I was there, I was in the discussion, you know, interaction program. (laughs) They said, "Oh, if, there is a, if it is a girl, we suffer with the worry for the whole life, thinking about how we will get the money to pay her dowry. If she doesn't get married married, it, was, it will be a shame to the family and so on." And I said, instead of you know giving that dowry to those other family who' going to actually who she's actually going there to serve and take care of the family, why do you have to pay instead of the why don't you invest that money into her education?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So that would be the best answer. So instead of paying dowry, invest into her education. Absolutely. That money. Mm-hmm. However much is there.
0: And in today's day and age it's such a different story. Um I interviewed this girl, she in Afghanistan, when Taliban was in the regime, nine hundred thousand students were there and there was zero woman. And I interviewed this girl called Faris Faro who's teaching girls in Afghanistan coding. And they'll get paid by Bitcoin and online. And in today's day and age, you, don't, you can have a bad government, but you can still get paid if you learn a skill. If someone learns how to code or if someone learns how to make an app or a website, and if we can provide a platform, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, or if you're a king or a queen, if you know how to generate income or create a value in someone's life and somewhere in the world, you can still you know like help your family hmm And I think people need to understand that
1: as well. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I, and the contrary, I believe that it's better for a parent to have a daughter than a boy and a mm-hmm. son. Tomorrow the son gets married and she, he's actually very much strongly influenced by how the women, mm-hmm. you know, treats, you know, her family or the, the husband's family. Sure. So, but the daughter never really leaves her parents. She always is there for them, her parents, you know. But then son stops uh, communicating or, you know, dealing with the parents, his own parents, just because of the wife. Mm-hmm. So it's sometime, somewhere, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um. You know,
0: like um, I don't think my listeners know what does "fuku akama fule Sansara means, but um, it means "in the eyes of a flower, the whole world is a flower," and that's one of Buddha's teaching. What are other teachings that people can use in
1: their day to day lives? This is the most essential uh, teaching of Buddha. It's about how you, how everything depends on how you learn to perceive things in our life. If you learn to perceive things in your life or our life positively that the effect will be positive even they may it may look look unpleasant at that moment what do you mean by that? see what did we learn from the earthquake there are many things that you learn at the same time you re- you found a reason to be happy also to celebrate it may look the most ugliest moment in our life it destroyed many houses it took many precious lives, many got injured, many are in grief, and so on. But at the same time, that incident invoked so much of kindness and compassion in people's life. Not only the people who who lived in Nepal, but lived from all over the world. Mm -hmm. It invoked compassion, right? And that incident made people connect to each other. Mm They, feel, they felt for each other. Mm-hmm. And they were more actively behaving like a true human being than, a, than the other time. Mm-hmm. If there is everything success, people end up being more jealous. Mm-hmm. It invokes more jealousy. Yeah. They're blinded. And so, when there's suffering, it invokes <laughs> kindness people.
2: Oh,
1: wow. So... But having said that, I don't mean to say that people should suffer. suffer. But whatever there is, a, you, know, we, you know, people who are sick, it is a subject that invokes something in you which is humanity, the kindness. Because you realize that, oh, this is a suffering that I don't wish for myself, or somebody else's suffering. So I wish him to recover soon. If there is a beggar, you relate to it. Poverty is not something that is enjoyed by anybody. I don't wish to see myself and I hope I can contribute something to make that person free from that poverty. How
0: can one take negativity out of a situation?
1: Use your intelligence. Use your inner, you know, spiritual energy. Spiritual development is so important on this very 21st century, because everybody is pressurized to develop their intellectual Mm -hmm. capacity, to become smart, skillful, right? (laughs) There's very little effort is made to develop spiritual capacity, which actually helps you to be more kind, wise. So imagine you are able to develop both intellectual and spiritual capacity in your life. It will help you to be smart, skillful at the same time, very meaningfully, meaningful and wise. I mean, for
0: intellectually, I can go on Amazon and order 10 books or go on Audible and download a few books, right? For spiritual, what can one do to develop their spiritual capacity and, you know, go hand in hand with their intellect? Uh, uh, To begin Mm.
1: with, it's very simple. Mm. Just simple, common sense. Like what? If I see you for the first time, if I ignore you, Mm. what kind of impact it will give you, what kind of emotion will be invoked in you? Right? Mm -hmm. Would you enjoy that? No. Then, how can you relate to the other person? How can you believe in the other person to be ignored? Right? When I see you first, I say, oh, hi, good morning. Really nice to see you. Mm -hmm. That immediately, invokes joy in your heart. That will reflect on your face. And it will reflect in your tone of your voice. Your eyes will sparkle. Your body language will change. The whole thing is changed. That is the power of kindness. The power of anger or discrimination. It immediately invokes that same wrong emotion the Mm -hmm.
2: others
1: resistance will be there yes rejection will be there Mm -hmm. and these are the things that people don't enjoy
0: so it's a simple common sense really it's like we have a choice but we don't have a choice of what we are going to get like we have a choice to make a decision but at the same time the result is going to be based out of our decision we don't get to choose the results if I reflect anger on you, I'm going to get rejection and pain back. Exactly. If I'm going to put love and compassion in front of you, I'm going to get love and compassion back. That's so obvious. I can't ask for love and compassion when I'm giving you rejection. You cannot rejection. demand or mm-hmm.
1: impose or you know, uh, oblige people to love you and uh, you know, respect you. You have to earn it. What kind of seed you sow, the fruit mm-hmm. will be bared. That's the mm-hmm. law of nature. So and try to understand the law of nature. Follow that. Respect that. And the rest of the things will be taken care of by itself. You will not have to make much of an effort. Simple kindness is the answer to everything.
0: Sure. So simple. And I think a lot of times we, our life is so complicated, everything is so complicated that we
1: overlook simple things. See, we think it is complicated. We make it complicated. In order to think that I I know everything. This is how it is. People try to articulate things which is so simple yet in a, such a they use such language to make it so complicated. So you don't think life is complicated? Oh no, not at all. Really? Really not. If you if you try to learn to calculate the mathematics of life in the right way it's simple, isn't it? Mathematics are math the subject seems to be quite a very complicated and very difficult to learn for many people mm-hmm. but for, for those who are, who are, who knows, who knew the tricks, so easy for them, right? Similar way the mathematics of life is very simple too if you really know simple technique What are some of the simple techniques?
0: As I said, compassion
1: yeah what, you, what kind of seed you sow is the fruit that you will bear. And not just simply sowing the seed, what kind of a nurturing you know, exercise you give to that, right? Right sun, right moon, right air, right, you know, all of these. Some of the plants, I bring it at home. I put it in a corner. But if I don't make if I am not concerned about what kind of lights... Will this plant get or not? Uh, will it survive or not? For how many days I should give the watering, do the watering, or not? If you don't show that concern and care, it's for sure that plant mm-hmm. will dry, not live long. long. In order to enjoy having a good plant at home, you must make sure that yeah. you show the right care you know, yeah. and concern. And same way, if you really want to enjoy your life, among these other people in which you can't be alone. Mm -hmm. We are interdependent. We have to depend on each other. And I said to people, like, you know, the reason why I started this hospital is not because, you know, I'm I'm to show that I'm great, I'm great, and look what I'm doing for the others. No, because I want to enjoy my life. If I live in a healthy society, it is me who will enjoy the healthy society. It's not the others only. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you do something you do it for yourself intelligently so that you if you are in an environment you are filthy rich you earn money you are so happy, you have so much money but around you people are all poor it is pretty obvious that these poor people will try to get something out of you tomorrow True. you will have to live under fear but if you help the whole society to live in a, such a prosperity including yourself you are in a safe environment. It's true. So, I think that is the simple. I mean, I'm not someone really highly intellectual to really teach anything to anyone, but that's my understanding. I wish our leaders were as intelligent as you. I I don't know. (laughs) What is suffering? Suffering is something which you can't accept. Hmm. When we go to gym, we pay a lot of amount, a lot of money exhaust ourselves to make ourselves sweat mm-hmm. and imagine if somebody makes us to do this <laughs> somebody, somebody obliges us to do that we will feel we are tortured we are punished right so the same kind of exercise one is which we accept and happily accept and pay for it and enjoy it and the other same kind of effort you have to make which imposed on you which you are not ready to accept happily forget about being happily able to accept not being able to accept not being able to enjoy that is pain Hmm. but
0: there are people who I know someone who got married as a kid and is in a house and we know. There was a, the suffering was not something that she invited, it was just you know like a bad husband or a bad family, it was just the outside suffering, how can someone in that situation find peace
1: okay there are certain rules and regulations in the country in our constitution and everything the rights of mm-hmm. individuals and so on if you really don't want something there's always a solution it's true as I did. I was young, a child who did not want to suffer in her life, made a choice and followed the choice. And I became a nun. Nobody could stop me. So you can always find a way. When there's a will, there's always a way. But if you, if you, there are people who get confused what you really want in life. You want this little bit of this, you want little bit of that. There are certain choices that you have to make. You can't get ludaat malum. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think there is a solution. But at the same time, the solution might not be more beneficial than their current situation. You know, for that person it might be going and staying in their mother's house or father's house and a lifelong
1: criticism. And for them I well, if you keep on imagining some of the pain which is not there yet, then the pain that is already there, what would be better? At least you can give it a try. Mm. You already ex- are experiencing the pain. you already in the present situation. Mm. You know how it feels and you, how much you like it or not like it. You are very clear about it. But at the same time, if you think of some other alternative and then you start to imagine of all the negative things that could be there, then you create another pain in yourself. So at least if there is an alternative choice, at least give it a try. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about now modern society is that there are law system, there are police, there are, you know... Organizations that are so supportive mm-hmm. for women who are suffering under such you know, conditions. So you can always seek for help. Sure. I, I um, learned
0: this from one of the interviews and I wanted to ask. How can one learn not to resist?
1: <laughs> okay. Resist temptation or resist uh, pain? Resist pain and temptation as well. Temptation is about how you are able to calculate. For instance, in my life, let's say, okay, there are possibility that sometime I might see some very good, attractive man on mm-hmm. the street. I might say, "Wow!" But then, is that really what I want? If I want that, what are the consequences that I should be ready for? Is that what I want? No. So, temptation is there. Bye, bye. Do you say wow? Oh, of course it's (laughs) natural. See, I'm born as a woman. My psychological development, physical development is exactly the same as everybody else. I'm no different to any other human being. But I made a choice in my life. Mm. What is more important? I prioritize things in my life. So, as I said earlier, you can't have both laduzzi in your both hands. So you have to make a decision.
0: It's true. That is true. A lot of us don't think like that.
1: Well, some maybe might do, but then maybe they don't have the courage, enough courage to you know, apply that in life.
0: It's true. I want to ask some rapid-fire question. What are some of your um, morning routines, or what are the things you do when you wake up in the morning?
1: The first thing I wake up, of course, I think, Almighty, oh, all the Buddha and or everyone who are in my life, actually, everything makes me who I am today. Whether that is however, whoever is in form, form of my children, form of my supporters, form of my well wishers, form of my fan, or my form of my supporters, and whole, whole, whole everything, my critics, my my peop, my people who compliments me, and so on, everything, and. I think that I'm I'm really really grateful that I had a wonderful night, nice, good sleep. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> then I start my prayers. I meditate. I do a little bit of a pranayam. Yeah. And then I check my messages. <laughs> Sometimes messages, okay, I don't want. To.
0: So that's not the first thing you do check it for. No, no, no.
1: I try to keep yeah. my phone a little bit further.
0: I do too. It's such a
1: distraction. Um, but uh, so it's there. And then sometimes I love, to, when I have a little bit of free time, I love to play that, uh, what, it, what do you call it, the word, words game. game. Words game. <laughs> yeah, a bricks game. Anyway.
0: Um, I just wanted to ask you a question on meditation. A lot of my listeners are not meditators, and they want to get into meditation, and they say it's so complicated. Um, someone who's never meditated in their life. What can they do to start?
1: When you are tired, what do you do? Sleep. Yeah, you just suddenly take a long, deep breath, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Think of that as a meditation at that moment, and develop, you know, awareness. Oh. Be aware of that moment. Mm. What you're doing. That's the first step. Then comes. About into your thought processes. Ah, how wonderful. Life is good.
0: Do you resist your thoughts? Or do you let it come and go? Yes, up? there are moments when I do resist my thoughts. But does
1: it create more thoughts? Of course. The more you resist, the more it is hard. So, my teacher says, thoughts are coming and going it never stays there for too long. If there is any negative thoughts or bad thoughts that is making you, giving you pain,
2: mm-hmm.
1: just look at the thoughts and say hello to the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Try to be friendly with the thoughts. And then it vanishes. I tried that myself. You know, sometimes when you're taking a shower, you're going through all those thoughts, you know, sometimes. It is bothering It makes you feel heavy. Mm -hmm. And you keep on saying, no, 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 I don't want to think about it. I don't know. It's horrible and so on. You just try to resist. But it just stays there, very stubbornly. But as soon as the thought comes and I just, oh, hi, this is my thoughts. Oh, so you're here. Hello. As soon as you happily say hello to your thoughts, it vanishes. It weakens its strength. It helped me that way.
0: Because yeah. most people, whenever they have a difficult situation, a difficult thought, they run away, mm-hmm. and that's going to create even more. But that is so true. Yeah. You don't give it power. Once you
1: confront your fear, the fear doesn't remain there. Mm. You see. Oh, so this is you. I see. You're not so as fierceful as you as I thought it can be. There. Can, that? that's usually a lot of the time our experiences are, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's over. Once it's over, then it's, it's a victory. If you keep on running away, then it always follows you. You never let it go. Because you're, once you confront it, then you let it go by knowing this thing. You know the pain. You know the fear, how it is what form it has taken, how strength it has, how much of strength it has, yeah. Once you know, then you know how to deal with it.
0: That is true.
1: Um, any books you would recommend? <laughs> I'm not quite a good book reader. Well, I, I mean, I know my book, so... They can find it on Amazon, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, if... This is a very simple book. I mean, those people who are very much looking into more of intellectual stuff, I don't know about my book, but otherwise this is a book that can make you feel like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it too.
0: What is it called?
1: Singing for Freedom.
0: Singing for Freedom? I write in my show notes. And the
1: freedom is not about political freedom. It's about freeing yourself from your own anger, Mm
2: -hmm. your own
1: frustration, your confusion. And a lot of the time we have hate it towards certain experiences of our life, hated towards certain people. And these emotions really, really burn you down. So why won't you want to burn yourself down? So let's try to be free from it.
2: Mm.
1: Isn't it? Yes. So the more intelligent thing to do in life is to be free from those things that is harmful for you.
0: And I mean, like I say, it's not a political f- like book, but if you're free from your pain, anger, and suffering, and if a large amount of people are free from that, ultimately it's going to be
1: a more peaceful country. Of course, of course. Countries made from people. Mm-hmm. If the people are happy, the country is a happy country. Sure. sure. What advice would you give to your
0: ten-year-old self who was really scared and sad, what would you tell
1: your ten-year-old self? At that moment, the right choice was made. At least emergency, you know, choices were made. There was a choice to make. So, chose to make the choice. <laughs> mm. So, no regrets.
0: Last question. What is your definition of courage?
1: Courage. Courage. Courage is something which you are very clear about, you wanting it, and very stubbornly ready to pay the price to get it. I hope I make sense. Yes.
0: Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so much, Annie. You're most welcome. This is awesome. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this episode has added value in your life in any way, shape, or form, then please subscribe and share and thank you so much for tuning in.